Welcome to the Voice of Many podcast with Yolanda and Vanessa. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Tonight, we have with us returning our team credit advisor. He's joining the mic with us tonight. It's going to be Mr. Brandon DeGraffenreit. Good evening, Brandon, and welcome to the show. Good evening, ladies. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're excited to have you and to find out what topic will you cover with us tonight. I will be discussing wealth building. Okay. Well, we have our pens and paper ready, so let's um, jump into it. Um, Can you please tell us um, some keys that you would suggest that are important when it comes to building your wealth? Yes, ma'am. The first thing we like to to think about when we're talking about wealth building is, um, you know, will your wealth last as long as you do? You know, you want to think of your wealth, you want to plan for your wealth to live into the next generation and the next. Uh, so the one of the first keys that we like to discuss is the rule of 72. Rule of 72 is just a formula that we use to uh, kind of give you an idea of the amount of time it takes for money to double given a fixed annual rate of interest. So um, usually the you're looking at like the, the average on a uh, savings account is usually 0.09%. So what you do, you take the 72, you would divide it by the 0.09% and uh, you should come up with 800. So what this means, it would take you 800 years for your money to double. And the question is, who wants to wait that long for your money to double? No one Nobody. We would never see it. Exactly. And um, so our next point is the power of compound interest. And so this refers to the growth potential of money over time by leveraging compounding, which is interest paid on a sum of deposits plus all interest previously paid. So basically this is just, you're looking at interest on interest. Um, we're so used to having the mindset of of working for the money. This concept is nothing more than your money working for you. This is where your money grows independently from your personal efforts. Uh, the next key is the value of money. This concept is uh, where money is available to you now is worth more than the same amount in the future because of its potential to earn interest. So in other words, money saved today is worth more money saved tomorrow. Um, every dollar that you, uh, every dollar that you own has a little, little stopwatches. What my mentors always tell me. So the sooner you press the start button, the sooner the dollar can start earning more interest for you. Money you put to work today has the potential to earn more interest than the money you put to work tomorrow. A lot of people ask why. Because it has more time to grow. Uh, those who know how money works never want to waste a single day of earning potential. Well, Brandon, I want to ask you this. Is it ever too late? I know <clears throat> the, the 
with the way COVID has impacted a lot of our savings. You know, a lot of people are having to start over. So even though we're having to start over now, is it too late or is it ever too late? It's uh, it's never too late. Um, you may have to invest a little more to get to where you want to be, but um, my thought process, process is it's never too late. Well, what are some of the, the threats to wealth building when it comes to, uh, for most people to overconquer? Okay. So, uh, number one is, uh, is pretty common, which is procrastination. And we all know what procrastination is, you know, just putting off essential tasks that, that you, that you need to do for your money, but you're putting it off for another day. So, when situations like, for example, you know, you have enough, you have a son who needs tuition or you have a daughter who, who's um, looking to get married or, or, um, you know, thinking about retirement, you know, drawing near or whatnot, you know, that's when you start thinking like, oh man, I know personally for me, you know, that's why I'm thinking uh, in the future, because I have two daughters, I know I'm going to have to give them something on their wedding. I don't want to have to tell them, oh, let's, let's get married in the house. So, and daddy will cook you some chicken tenders or whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a, you know, the best daddy can do. You know, you want to give them the best. So, uh, you want to think, I guess, in the future. So, you know, trying to save that money and, and do, do the best you can do. Um, so that's, procrastination so the next one is inflation uh inflation basically the cost of living uh, example that i like to give is planning for retirement and um when you plan on plan for retirement um based on the cost of goods today and if the average rate of inflation remains the same your calculation will be off you know so when you plan retirement you want to plan on you know what what the future interest will be and not based on what it is today because you know it's going to go up you know 20 years mm -hmm. from now yeah. you know when I plan on retiring 20 25 years from now you know it's definitely not going to be the same I know gas is not going to be the same you know it's oh I hope it's not going to be $10 a gallon but yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> it's Pushing definitely going to be different Exactly. Um, and um, another key is, um, well, not key, but something to conquer is losses. Uh, we're talking about losses as far as the stock market or whatnot. So one example is, um, you know, think about the losses that happened between, you know, 2000 and 2010. You know, the stock market lost around 50% of its value and it lost it twice within that time frame. So uh, my team and I, we try to educate our clients on strategies, how to shield our clients from, from losses such as this, you know, trying to uh, look at other options where they won't suffer from these losses. And uh, last is taxes. Um, Three different ways 
savings and investment account are taxed. And it's, uh, so the first one will be taxed, like taxed now uh, type of account, such as, you know, you're looking at your stocks, your bonds, your mutual funds, savings, CDs, things of that nature. Um, you pay taxes on interest, earnings, and dividends every single year. Um, another is tax later, which I think uh, in the book it refers to it as, in our How Money Works book, refers to it as tax deferred, which examples are like your traditional IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, annuities. Uh, with these types of accounts, um, you're not taxed until you start taking taking money out, taking distributions um, when you're, you know, in your retirement or whatnot. And um, the third is tax tax free. So you're talking about accounts like uh, Roth IRA, your permanent life insurance your municipal bonds, uh, college savings plans. So these these types of accounts, um, your earnings and distributions are never taxed. So it's just a, just a few examples that we like to give. So a little bit more, I have one more question, like a little bit more about taxes. So what is it meant when people say um, growth of money and impact of taxes? So, um, one big question, one big question to answer is um, when you want to pay taxes. So, for example, let's say you have somebody who, who saved 10K at the age of 29. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it earns a 9% annual return. Each year, you will have uh, 250K when they reach 65. So at that point, you'd ask, would you rather pay taxes on, and we like to break it down like this, we call it the seed. So the seed is paying paying taxes on the initial 10K, meaning only your principal will be taxed not your earnings, and you will pay taxes, you will pay today's tax rate. Or, you're looking at what we call the harvest. So, after you plant the seeds and whatnot, and you have your harvest, paying taxes on the 250k at, at your retirement, and you'll pay the future tax rate, which could be higher, you know, we don't know what it would be. And, um, of course, a lot of people say we'd rather pay on the seed, you know, paying just that, paying on the tax on that 10K instead of paying taxes on the 250K. That's true. So when it comes to wealth protection, what documents should a person consider? Okay. Um so uh, we uh, the company doesn't specialize in this area, but we do partner 
with a um, with a with different law firms that specialize in wealth protection. But um, in my opinion, a person should have a will in place so that so that you can let your family know you know what your final wishes are. Um, you should also get the power of attorney document, being that we're in you know the COVID situation, and you never know when you're going to need um, when you're going to need this as far as health is concerned. So you want to be proactive and have someone appointed to make these decisions on your behalf, uh, just in case if you can't make these decisions yourself. Um, also, I suggest um, you should have a trust. That way, you can properly hand over your your estate as legacy, so it doesn't have to go through. I think it's called. And y'all correct me if I'm wrong. So it doesn't have to go through the probate. probate. So yeah, you don't want to go through that. You want to be able to have some set in place so it's an easy and smooth handoff to to your family. Well, <clears throat> I want to thank you for joining us tonight. It's been an honor and a pleasure having you with us to share the mic tonight. It's been a pleasure being here on y'all's platform. Thank you so much. And for our listeners, um, we will keep you updated with everything that Mr. Brandon has to offer and when we will have him back. And if you have any questions and suggestions, please contact us on our many social media web pages. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. And on behalf of our sponsors, V Funk Productions and Step One Training Solutions, we want to thank you for listening. And we will talk to you later. <laughs>